Radio. Hey everyone, Dakota here. So have you ever had one of those days where you're just like feeling amazing and you look amazing and everything is perfect and your hair is like out of a hair magazine or whatever, and then you go and record a podcast at a world-renowned performing arts center and then literally the audio is such trash that you can't release the epi? Okay, so that's happened to everyone? (laughs) Amazing. Me too. And that's what this very special mouth time is all about, baby! So basically, we recorded a live epi at the Kennedy Center with special guest Elahe Izadi, who's a pop culture reporter with the Washington Post, as well as a stand-up comic in D.C. And the epi was a friggin' blast, but then when we got the recording back, it sounded like this. Okay, got your ears ready to hear something literally bad. Okay, here it is. Here it comes. Get ready, because it's bad. Okay. Seriously. Everything we say here can't leave this room. Thank you. Forecast says, uh oh. Forecast says, Twitter is a storm all the time. Dakota, that's sucked. Every day is National Selfie Day. Ah, it's so bad. I hate it. Okay, so in the pod business, we call that peaking, and it's where the audio levels on your microphone aren't set properly, and so your voice is, like, way too loud, causing it to distort. Peaking is also when you hide behind a tree, and then when someone walks by, you're like, peak. Or also, like, when you climb through a vent and look through the central air grate in the ceiling so you can watch the men's lacrosse team put their cups on. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's peeping because every time their dicks pop out you're like peep (laughs) anyway that's why the audio is so grating and a terrible huge departure from the typically pleasant and soothing aural journey we take you on with our beautiful relaxing voices so anyway we were just gonna pop this little epi in the disney vault along with all the other shit we never use like books our families and our last names but then we were like you know what Let's just make people listen to tiny clips. And me, Dakota, will provide DVD commentary like, oh, wow, the craft services were so good that day. And, oh, my God, I was so sick when we shot this. Or, like, haha, literally, what's a DVD? Okay, so here we go. First up, we have our intro where Manila, who was a guest host on this pod, let loose a pretty controversial opinion about the Kool-Aid man. Um, This is a very special epi because we unless you were elected behind closed doors. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of honestly like blacked out for 48 hours an hour at the Kennedy Center. And one thing's for sure, I'm still drunk. <laughs> How about you? Well, I got really drunk and blacked out on the Asala to DC. Hang on. I also just like totally blacked out. And it mm. turns out I found a super pack in my sleep. <gasps> wow. My candidate is the Kool-Aid man, and he's running on the platform that actually is pretty hot if you think about it. That's actually true. I feel like the Kool-Aid man is, like, I feel like he could, like, carry me to the bedroom. Yeah, and in a way, he, like, has a strong jaw and also, like, a strong, like, whole body. Yeah, because he's made of glass and he's full of Kool-Aid. Is that blood? Oh, is it blood? Everyone has blood, so I was like, okay, that's probably blood. Wait. That actually is a really good point. Honestly, thank you. The Kool-Aid man has to be full of something that's making his body run, so it's probably actually not Kool-Aid, it's probably blood. I run on blood. This, tr- <laughs> this never really occurred to me, but that 
anatomically makes perfect sense. Yeah, you run on blood and your bones are the, the roads on which your blood runs. That's so true. Now I feel really grossed out that in my sexual fantasy of the Kool-Aid man, I was imagining that he carries me to the bedroom and is like, drink me, daddy. Because <laughs> he's actually asking me to drink his blood. Oh my god, what is he, Dracula.com? Oh my god, Dracula.com. <laughs> Wow, how awful. Anyway, there's more. In this next clip, we talk about the best city in the world, New York City, as well as our favorite movie, Inception. Anyway, it's like really fun to be here in the capital of America. So fun. We're from New York, obviously, which is the cultural and geographical center of America, uh-huh. but not the capital. So people are getting that confused. They're like, okay, we know this is the center of the earth. Right. It's not like the capital where the god is. Right, like everybody gets everybody gets New York and their compasses stop working because mm-hmm. they're at the very the geographical center and they're like, wow. And all the tourists, if you go to New York, like, who here has been to New York? Yay! Yes. Great, so you guys know like the famous thing to do in New York is you come with your compass mm-hmm. and you take out your compass and you're like, oh my gosh. It's just spinning around like the, the dreidel at the end of Inception. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that movie was so confusing. I know, I was like, this is the weirdest Hanukkah movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, is Marion Cotillard Jewish? I know! Marion Cotillard... She's famous for a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Being beautiful, having like curly bangs. What? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that she was in that movie and she was like, what? And then at the end, he spun the dreamer and it spun forever. And they were like, Hanukkah's going to last for eight more days or whatever. Yeah. In this next clip, we break down the differences between New York and Washington, D.C., as well as some complaints about freaking Google Maps. Fuck you, Google Maps. If you're listening, get fucked. The point is, NYC and D.C. are so different in basically every way. Totally. In D.C., I'm like a model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about in New York? In New York, I'm like a model. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, same, same. I'm gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of that. Yeah, definitely in New York. In D.C., I'm like a 10, and in New York, I'm like a 10. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to see it like that. I think one of the main differences between D.C. and New York is that D.C. has a lot of policemen. Mm-hmm. New York has a lot of firemen. So true. In D.C., like, the police solve the crimes, mm-hmm. and in New York, the firemen solve the crimes. Mm-hmm. They also put out the fires. Yeah. <laughs> Also like, also, like, near, in New York City, like, the streets are on a grid, but in D.C., the streets are more of, like, an Illuminati mystery grid that follows the key lines of, like, energy deep within the Earth, yeah. which is actually, like, really cool, but I got really lost following Google Maps because it was, like, are you sure? Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't even know that Google Maps had that feature. We were trying to walk here from Foggy Bottom, and I put the Kennedy Center in as my destination, and Google Maps just said, we're scared. Yeah. Are you sure? Anyways, the other thing about DC that was really stunning out to me, actually, mm-hmm. was that in DC, like, there are these statues of great men everywhere. So true. And in New York, there's just, like, real men walking around everywhere. Yes! <laughs> That's so true. Like, that is the major difference. Like, here, all the men are statues. Yes. And in New York, in New York, you sometimes think they're statues, and then halfway through talking to them, you realize they're a real man. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, I'm... So sorry, excuse me. Um, I thought you were a statue, and then you just have to politely walk away. Yeah. Because why would you have a conversation with a real man? <laughs> no. You can talk a statue. 
Then we welcomed our amazing guest, Alahe Azadi, whose voice was somehow peaking not as much as ours, but still deaf peaking and sounds bad, like she sounds bad. Here we talked to her about politics and pop culture and ask if they're different. Spoiler alert, they're not. You cover, you cover pop culture for the Washington Post. Yeah. Um, you also have covered politics. Yeah. Literally, how are they different? <laughs> Um, I guess you vote in politics. <laughs> no, it's funny because I started writing about pop culture a year ago, and just more and more, like, in writing about pop culture, I still find myself writing about politics a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wrote this piece during the Trump transition about how, all the ways in which it was just like a reality show. Mm-hmm. So, organizing it through the reality show tropes and I just feel like you can't discount pop culture right now because reality TV is like one of the reasons that Trump became president mm. um, and led to him being a nationally known name and having that kind of stature in, in American culture. So. Yeah, it's really blended. Yeah. He was on The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that show The Apprentice. Did you ever see that? Oh. Yeah, he wasn't on The Bachelor. He, yeah. he wasn't even on Bachelor in Paradise. But did you guys know that he had, he executive produced a show for Amorosa that was like a bachelorette, but for her? Oh, oh, yeah. I know. On this. YouTube. Did she find true? Like they always do. No. So actually what's really sad about that show is that the guy she ends up with at the end, it turned out that he was still married <gasps> to someone else. Oh my God. That's really scandalous. That's so you think you're, but she just got married this past year to someone oh, else, so I think like fairy tale, you know. Really? Well, okay. Here's my question, though. Do you think that that was like? Do you think that a producer knew that and they were like, "This is going to cause crazy drama"? Or do you think that that was an accident? They like didn't do their homework. I don't know. Because mm. that, because have you seen the show Unreal? Mm. <laughs> because yeah. that is like the kind of stuff that yeah. happens on Unreal. Yeah. Well, I guess it didn't work because after two seasons, it canceled. It got yeah, canceled. Like, so. Was it Unreal or El Morosa? She had two seasons in her own No, show? she was on the first season then with someone else. Oh, oh I thought it was like just the Omarosa dating show. And it had, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I guess it makes sense that it run for like seven seasons. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first time you've got to have another season. <laughs> oh my gosh. As long as it takes, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As long as she didn't meet anyone, it would have been really fun to just see that show run for seven seasons. And people were like, I just feel like they should have ended it at the third season. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the narrative just really started to fall apart. Right. <laughs> no one's with that. So if getting loud and peaking is related at all to our passion and excitement, then I guess it's interesting to note that never did our voices peak more than when we got outraged that someone had wronged Omarosa. <laughs> Oops. But don't worry. We didn't just talk about Omarosa. Rosa at the show. Alahe gave us the deets on her theory that Beyonce and Jay-Z are adopting Persian culture, and her entire audience unprompted applauded when Beyonce's name was simply mentioned. How long have you been at the Washington Post? Uh, for about three years. Oh, wow. So fun. Yeah. I love Washington Post because they have such a fun, easy-to-read website, and I like, don't really like to read. So for me, I can just like, go right to that website, like, look at the pictures, and be like, that's the news. Yeah, the, the, it's communicated to you through the images. Yeah, exactly. Like, the images are so beautiful. <laughs> like, did you see the image of that dog, Storm? He ran into the water and he saved oh, a yeah. baby deer. We're like oh. covering all the news, guys. Just like everything you need from that 
to whatever happened today. <laughs> you know, we have it all you gotta know. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, I wonder what a dog did today. Yeah, yeah. we have a blog about animals, you guys. Really? Yeah, it's What's a it good blog. What's, What's it, it called? Animalia. Right. Yeah, it's all about animals. Amelia. That is my middle name. Oh my god. I'm I have no idea. Amelia. What a name. That's cool. Okay, so you go to pop culture. Who's your favorite pop? Um, star. My fave pop culture star. I love writing about Beyonce. Yes. I heard of her. Have you heard of her? come out about Beyonce. Yeah, I'm trying to really push this theory super hard so that it really takes hold. I love this. I love this so much. Please give us the basics because this is amazing. I have a theory. I did an investigation like through just me deciphering all these random clues that I think Beyonce and Jay-Z are embracing Persian culture. (laughs) A lot of people are really Everyone's really Everyone just internalized that and was like, oh my gosh. Just drink that in. So I'm Persian, so this is like very personal. Um, But do you guys know what uh, the twins' new names are? Rumi and Sir. And Rumi is the name of a 13th century Persian poet. Yes. And the word on the street is that Sir is from a Rumi poem. Oh. Okay. So that's one word right there. I don't think you should call your baby Sir. or is it Sir Carter? No, so that's the other piece of evidence that did not make it into the story is that they don't have middle names, which is very old school Persian. Oh, Ooh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, are you guys like, you're taken over. <laughs> yeah, I think it's crazy. Wow. Anyone can just like have a kid. Yeah, anyone. And they can just do things to it. It's like, who needs the rules? No rules. So true. So what do you think we should do about this? <laughs> They, they're fine to, to bring kids. In. Okay. Yeah. They can do it. I mean, so I, don't, I think those names are fine. I don't know. I like the name Rumi a lot. Yeah. That's a really pretty name. Yeah, that's a good one. But I just don't like Sir. Sir. <laughs> what would you call him in a restaurant? Like, Sir, Sir. Google Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, all babies should be named Google Gaga <laughs> until they're old enough to choose their own name. Yeah. <laughs> it's very progressive. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> I just think it. So, okay, so this root, like, I feel like there, you had a few other ideas. You had a few other reasons oh, for believing yeah. this mm. conspiracy. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't end there, you guys. So, Beyonce made a playlist for Jay-Z's, for for their wedding anniversary, and one of the songs on there, there are only a few foreign language language songs on there. One of them is by a singer named Gugush, which is very close to Gugu Gaga, incidentally. That is a good name for a baby. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Are they a baby? No, Gugush is like, you take Cher, Madonna, Barbra Streisand, like all of them wrapped into one. That's who she is for us. So amazing. So it's very serious. So she included one of her songs on there. Okay. Wow. I remember. Oh, and then Jay-Z um, made a reference to Sufi poetry <gasps> in, on his new album. So I think it's like the next Latin explosion. That's my favorite. Yes. That it's to, that this that there's going to be more more of this. Yeah, and may, like I'm really hoping for it because I have a lot of like Persian rugs, and I hope they like appreciate and value. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key is yeah. to get Beyonce and Jay Z like into something that you own and just be like, I have it. Yeah, I already have it. That's you know like, how many like decorative hookahs are in my parents' house? Right now? <laughs> oh my god! Like people 
like growing up, people thought they were bongs. No, they're just like my culture. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's just a big bong. Yeah, well, my, my stepmother is Jill Stein, and she just has all that fucking money she raised just laying around. <laughs> And people always come over and they're like, what's all this money doing? And I'm like, that's just my culture. <laughs> she just raised all that money for a recount. She ate half of it and then the rest of it she just put around on the table like a fucking acorn cornucopia. Yeah. We're eating Thanksgiving gathered around the recount money. Ugh, fuck Jill Stein. What a bitch. Okay, here we briefly discuss collusion. Collusion? Is this collusion? Oh, I'm waiting for someone to define that word for me. Well, you just like that thing at the dentist where they make you like swish around that that little oh, for 30 minutes. When they hand you the the thing and they're like, don't you 30 minutes. They're like, can you collude this? Yeah, and you're just like. <laughs> I thought a collusion was like a flesh wound, mm. <laughs> like a little cut. I have one of those all the way down my back, and it zips up. And then Elahe tells us if she's ever gotten her journalism career confused with her comedy career. <laughs> Another spoiler alert, she hasn't. Because she's not dumb like us. Do you ever get confused and like do your journalism on stage and then do your stand-up <laughs> on a newspaper? That's such a good question, Manila. <laughs> I never do my journalism on stage. I don't really talk about mm-hmm. my job when I perform. But I tweet a lot during the day and I'll tweet dumb jokes. Mm-hmm. And then I try to write funny things things when I can. You can't always, like, sometimes it's not appropriate. Before I used to cover pop culture, I was a general news reporter, so I actually wrote about a lot of, like, police shootings and mm. a lot of breaking news, and, I mean, you can't really fit humor into into just no. that kind of straight news coverage, but no, now I write about... <laughs> In that probably didn't go so well. No. It wasn't good. People got really mad. Yeah, yeah we should have started, like, a nightcrawler type thing where we were, like, doing stand-up at the site of, like, really brutal crime. <laughs> yeah about Kylie's Pepsi commercial for honestly so long, but it's too painful to listen to for many reasons. But this next clip is really special. We finally learn how Manila's dear departed husband departed, and then we talk about how Kylie Jenner's Pepsi commercial helped keep her positive. Take a listen. Yeah, he took this like ceramics cloth and the wheels started going too fast and it blew off and he was halting it and it flew him into the sky and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> from a stranger that can change your in a moment in a moment <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh it's amazing I love when she takes off her wig to reveal her also perfect hair mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. and I'm like as people were protesting there were also like women having brunch in the middle yes. it's like ladies love brunch yeah. yes and what is a protest if not a, uh, a brunch just to see your friends yeah. totally get together do some hats yeah protest is in a brunch so so true I love to just like head down to a protest with my best girls and just like take some quick Instagram and then leave yeah (laughs) talk about resistance next we explore how Washington D.C. feels about politics that's also like (laughs) yeah do you know what I mean it's just a little like mm, no is that that's like New York it's like no if I'm here when you mention politics it goes yeah. In New York, when you mention politics, people go, mm. Yeah, yeah. I think in New York, it's like, well, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually. Well, I think. Yeah, no, not here. In LA, we turn up They yeah. go, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here I just think generally we're just tired. Yeah. Like everyone's just has been for a while. You should go sleep. Like, I want to so bad. <laughs> Yeah, we we love Casper Mattress and actually we're working on a commercial for them where it's like it's a protest and <laughs> the thing is like everyone is getting everyone's like getting really riled up at this protest and then people of all backgrounds they lay down, they take a nap. <laughs> and the commercial is eight hours long. And you watch, so you watch them sleep? You watch them sleep. You watch them get a full night's sleep and that, at the end they're all well rested and all their problems are solved and you go, huh. <laughs> That's the LA executives in LA. They see the commercial and they go, huh. It's pretty amazing. I like the part in the commercial where Gigi Hadid pushes Jennifer Lawrence off a cliff and the mattress catches her. Yes. <laughs> and then Jennifer Lawrence looks into the camera and is like, and that's gender fluidity. We also found out that Manila filmed her baby being born, but didn't do it right. <laughs> what a dumb. I live streamed, like, the birth of my child. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And everyone was like, don't show me the inside of you. That's right, because for some reason you chose to do it. I swallowed it inside. And I opened up, it filmed just, like, the hospital wall. <laughs> And they're like, this is boring. <laughs> You're like, this is the view from inside of my vagina. <laughs> and then when I gave birth, it wasn't a baby. It was just a Gatorade bottle. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then you tweeted. You were like, when did I eat that? <laughs> With just a picture of the Gatorade bottle. But you've been raising that Gatorade bottle as your own. So. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, this comes out of your butt. And I was like, oh, shoot. tells us if print journalism is dead and we reveal which billionaire owns Reductress. What, what do you think the deal is with print journalism? Is it dead or is it 30, 40, and thriving? <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I think the industry is going through a lot of tumult because technology is just really like upended. Um, I'm really happy to be working where I am. I think we have a renewed sense of commitment. Um, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, bought the Washington Post a few years ago. And it, a lot of news organizations are owned by really rich people. Mm -hmm. And so I think everyone's trying to figure out, like business model-wise, I know a lot of people are reading us online um, and print subscription is so important to us. But I think everyone's just trying to figure out like how to keep how the business model going. Yeah. yeah, that's like Reductress is owned by Elon Musk. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he they all have something, don't they? Yeah, all of a sudden, how he was like, he was like, I guess I need to own a newspaper, <laughs> and then he got Reductress, and then like all of it. That's why like our, that's why this podcast is like mostly if you listen to it backwards, it's um it's all about the hyperloop. Yeah. <laughs> But you have to slow it down and listen to it backwards. Like everything we've just said, even though it was all like you yeah. know off the top of our head, like it was all about the hyperloop. Yeah. It's a big commercial for the hyperloop. <laughs> that is like some very like intense marketing. That yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Wow. In this next clip, we finally reveal how Manila got a Gatorade bottle stuck up her vag. Everyone was like, where have you been? And I was like, I've been slowly sliding into a split, into a split. Oh, wait a second. Is that when you were doing the splits nude over a Gary bottle? <laughs> yeah. It took six 
months it was so we just didn't split right after that game. And then nine months later, I was like, what oh, <laughs> oh my god, your life is wild. So you know, my husband was like, um, did you cheat on me with a cool old man? And I was like, not yet, but I will. But I will. And then he was like, hold on, I have to go to my potty. <laughs> At the end, we talked about Wonder Woman versus Moana. Well, when I was watching Wonder Woman after having just seen Moana, there are a couple times where I'm like, Moana wouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, Moana's like a better role model to me yeah. than Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, do you, okay, you guys saw Wonder Woman. Do you remember the part where they're like in the boat? and they are sailing, they're trying to get to London. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Yes. They're trying to get to London, and they're both like, let's just go to sleep. Yes. And Moana, what did the rocks tell Moana? Like, someone has to stay up. Someone has to stay up, and in Moana, it was the sea. No, one of them stayed up. <laughs> they, did, they took turns. They took turns, and I'm like, that's more realistic. Oh, wow. Interesting fact for this DVD commentary. That part where I sing Moana is what my voice actually sounds like and is the one part of the epi where my voice wasn't distorted in any way. That's just how I sound. Thank you and you're welcome. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed this very special episode and I hope that your ears aren't bleeding. My ears are bleeding, but not because of the epi. Bye. Thank you.